0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of opinionated off topic today i'm with carlos mojica co-owner co-founder of opinionated media i'm cam theory co-owner co-founder of opinionated media today we're with alec alvarez super excited to get him on the podcast um you know we've been talking to him networking with him um love what he's doing uh into the clean foods uh works out a lot uh also has his own podcast um brings it all together Underdog, uh, underdog mentality. You know, went to Texas McCombs School of Business. Uh, was denied out of high school, but worked his ass off. Got in there, and uh, he uh, takes that into life. Has a chip on his shoulder, and uh, super excited uh, to get to talk to him and get to know him a little bit more. So, yeah. thank
1: you, thank you, for taking time out your day. It's a short trip for you, a little hop, skip, and a jump, and you're here. So, um, uh, I appreciate you taking time out your day. I know you mentioned that we had to reschedule it, but glad we're finally here um just give a little backstory tell us about who you are where you came from and so got what you're doing now
2: oh yeah hey first and foremost want to thank you both for for having me on dope to get connected with Mm y'all and uh really dope seeing what y'all are building and the commitment to it and like you know studio's dope so it's uh it's a pleasure to be here so a little little backstory you said into more of who i am yes sir Mm -hmm. um yeah bro it's like where do I start? You know, what I mean, um, let me think. So, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. I lived there till I was nineteen. Um, I'm mostly Mexican. Have a little Puerto Rican in me. So, my great grandmother, uh, she's Puerto Rican. Um, so she's I'm blessed enough to. Uh, she's she's still in my life. She's mm-hmm. still around, and we're very close. Um, like all my family's like super young, right? Like my my great grandma, who I'm talking about from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. She's like. 84, my grandma's like 62. When I'm wow. Like 45? Mm. I'm
1: 25. Yeah. Because your parents are born in what? Early like 80s? Uh,
2: Late, late, 70, late like 70s. Late 70s, yeah.
1: Because both my parents are 76.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so pretty similar. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Si- pretty similar in age. Oh. So yeah, yeah. It's it's a blessing in the sense that like like I said you know I have a good relationship with my my grandma's uh, my bisabuela, my grandmother my great grandmother I would go to Puerto Rico with her like mm-hmm. every summer right so I kind of like start my story there in terms of like you know my great grandmother uh, you know she would tell me stories when I was a little kid you know mm-hmm. she didn't they they were really poor like they didn't even have shoes you know they were walking around like barefoot and you know they they dropped out of school early and was like working and stuff. Um, so I feel like you know one of the core values to my life is like humility, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of that came from you know, going to Puerto Rico every summer until I was like five, six years old with my great grandmother and kind of seeing the, those roots and uh, her instilling like humility in me, like just being a good person, um, keeping it genuine, and then uh, yeah, but yeah, say all that to say like that's my heritage, you know, Mexican and mm-hmm. Puerto Rican, and you know my fam came to the States, you know, hard work and really really instilled that in me. I uh, saw the sacrifice like, coming up, you know what I mean? Uh, so I always wanted to make something of myself yeah. uh, to, to pay that forward back to those that sacrificed for me. And then uh, I'm the oldest of four siblings. So my younger brother, he's 21. He's at SMU. My little sister's at UT Arlington. Uh, going to transfer to UT next year. And then my youngest sister is uh, six years old. So also, like, you know, always see myself as like, I got to set the example, set the standard high mm-hmm. um, for them to follow in their footsteps and hopefully be inspired and like make their own path, mm-hmm. right? So uh, oldest of four siblings... Um, what else? What else? Yeah, it's kind of the family stuff. So, yeah, you know, grew up playing sports, mm-hmm. uh, soccer and basketball. Like y- y'all see me, like the camera can't see me because I'm like s- sitting down. Yeah, but yeah. like you know, I'm I'm, I'm five six. You You're know, just like, like I'm me, not, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, so short, short king, mm-hmm. uh, five six. Grew up playing port guard on on the on the court on the hardwood. Uh, grew up playing goalkeeper um, okay. soccer, despite my stature. Yeah. Uh, my dad's about six feet. My little bro is about 5'11". Five, five, my sis is my height. <laughs> um, so, you know, like I was thinking like, you know, I'll probably be like my dad's height. Some yeah. Shit. Like, got the short end of the stick. I got yeah. the short end of the stick. And ironically, you know, I'm the one that played goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, but despite that, you know, always like like it kind of embodied who I am in mm-hmm. a sense in terms of like, you know, maybe physically disadvantaged in terms of height. But like, how do you make up for these uh, natural disadvantages? Right. Like, how do you use your explosiveness, your agility your reflexes, your athletic system, your your smarts, your leadership, your communication mm-hmm. to gain an edge and kind of make up for that. Mm-hmm. So I was able to do that, like, on the soccer field. Um, so because of that, like, sports has always been, like, you know, really, really close to me, dear to my heart. Um, so, you know, kind of was going through college and uh, exploring career paths. And, like, you know, I was like, oh, like, sports entertainment, that's that's what I want to go into because that's mm-hmm. something, like, that's always been, like... A part of me, but like sidebar that, that's like later down the line. I guess, um, you know, never, never like in high school was I like, you know, the top, you know, percentage of uh, mm-hmm. students. I think if I really, really, really would have applied myself, maybe I could have gotten there, but like naturally I just wasn't that. I was like more like in the middle of the pack. So I mm-hmm. always wanted to go to UT, uh, study business, didn't get in and out of high school. I was like, fuck it, you know, all my buddies are going like, you know, four year universities, gonna join fraternities, this and that, have a good time, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, man, I really wanna do that, but yeah. I really wanna go to UT too. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take the road less traveled, go to community college, just like bust my ass and uh, you know, try to make it happen one last time. And uh did that, fucking took like I don't remember like forty five credit hours and like one one year at community wow. college. Yeah, I was I was wilding out I did like a winter semester yeah, uh business calculus course. I I guess that's like how investment bankers feel or some yeah. shit like Working like ninety hour hour day or yeah. ninety hour weeks, like mm-hmm. I was going yeah. hard with the calculus, but yeah. uh, found a way to get into UT. Luckily, uh, that changed my life. Like came to Austin, you know, had a couple friends here, like in San Marcos, in San Antonio, in Austin. Mm-hmm. So like I knew a few people, um, but you know when I came down, it was tough, bro. Like you know I was surrounded by valedictorian, salutatorian, mm-hmm. top ten percenters, and yeah. I, I really got imposter syndrome. Like I was yeah. like, fuck, like. I don't belong here. You know, like, all these dudes are, like, and, and girls are, like, t- you know, top cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. We,
1: uh, since we're from Texas and we live in Austin, like, you really don't, like, think about it or realize it because, like, oh, it's UT, it's down the road. But, like, mm-hmm. it's really a prestigious school. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's really up there academically.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%, bro. And, like, you know, growing up, you I guess because, like, you know, I guess, the, the rhetoric or whatever, what people say about, like, state schools, you don't realize that, like, oh, yeah, it is a really good school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you always think, like, you know, the the private institutions or the Ivy Leagues, whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, UT is, like, the real deal, so when I got here, I was like, damn, bro, like, I don't, I don't belong, this mm-hmm. and that, and it was, like, a really tough time for me, and, uh, you know, like, granted, I probably didn't have the best habits, you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, you know, the Fortnite era, I wanted to, like, play with my boys. <laughs> yeah. I, still, I still wanted to fucking, like, go to the gym. But back then, I was, like, really big into weightlifting specifically. Now, I try to yeah. be, like, a little more holistically healthy. That,
0: that's how I am, too. Like, I, I, yeah. I used to be, like, oh, I got to be big. And now it's, like, nah, let me yeah. just be fit.
2: Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, So, you kind of shift yeah. when you get older. Like, when you're yeah. younger, you're full of testosterone. You're like, I'm trying to fucking yeah. get swole, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, at all costs, uh-huh. whatever. So, uh yeah, now I'm a little more like holistic health, you know, like yeah. functional strength, mm-hmm. feel good, look good, you know, yeah. everything. But back then I was just like straight weightlifting. So I was like still want to play, you know, Fortnite with my boys, still want to weightlift, you know. I I just moved to college, let me have fun, yeah. and I like, you know, not go to class sometimes and shit. So granted <laughs> I did a lot of that to myself, but yeah. I almost fucked out.
1: Like okay. I was like, fuck,
2: bro, I ain't gonna make it. I don't belong here. This and yeah. that, you know, uh Long story short, I, I, you know, you start to find yourself, you start to do different things. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is, like, exertion leads to auspiciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially saying, like, whenever you try, like, you know, the answers start to pop up. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you exert yourself down a certain path, you're like, oh, this is for me, this isn't for me, whatever, right? People start to see you connect with the right people. But uh, it's like, you know, I went down, I was, like, doing, like, uh, real estate finance, cranking numbers in Excel, and uh, I was like, okay, this is cool. It's great to know, but I don't think this is, like, for my personality type. So my manager at the time was like, go try marketing, go try something else. Fell into an internship with ESPN on their UFC and uh, NFL marketing teams. And from there, I was like, fuck it, this is dope, sports uh, sports world, you know what I mean? Like, this is what I grew up doing. It's had a huge impact on my life in terms of, like, was, like, a mischievous kid, bad kid. And it gave me that, like, discipline to, like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. I want to you know, be good so I could play sports, you know what I mean, and then, uh, you know, taught me a lot of things that I took from off the field to excel in life in the classroom and whatever, right, so I was like, this will be dope to do that, so that's how I kind of, like, fell into this world of, like, sports and entertainment that I've followed uh, to this day while working full-time. I got my master's in uh, sports management. It's like a MBA for sports and entertainment industry, but that's kind of like the... Uh, long-winded synopsis of, like, you know, kind of my, my background to yeah. today. So, yeah. There's,
1: uh, while you're talking, uh, my favorite, um, I guess, current baseball player, you, should, you can say, um, his name is Marcus Stroman, mm-hmm. and uh, his biggest thing is uh, HDMH is an mm-hmm. acronym, and it stands for height doesn't measure heart because yeah, he's yeah. short like us, but he's in the MLB pitching, and, like, people our size don't make it to the MLB. It's very rare. For so sure. that was, like, his thing is height doesn't measure heart. So his work ethic was, like, second to none as well. Um, but what was it that, like, drove you to UT? Like, why would you want to go there? Because you have a great school down the street in SMU. And yeah. then your sister goes there, correct?
2: Uh, my little bro. Your little brother yeah, goes yeah. there. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, you could have gone there as well. But, like, what was it about UT? Like, that's where I want to go.
2: Yeah, it's a good question, bro. And I like that uh, that acronym. What'd you say? It was like, height
1: doesn't measure heart. HDMH. HDMH. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's
2: kind of similar to one I had heard. I forget who used to say it. It might have been Nate Robinson, but he would say like heart over height. It might have uh-huh. been Isaiah Thomas too. They did my boy wrong on the Celtics. But <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild, man. We might never see that again. Five who's like that? Um, yeah, man. Why was it UT? It's funny. Like, I don't, I don't know if you're connected with CJ Finley, like Thrive on Life. Club, yeah, but yeah, He yeah. actually asked me the same thing. Yeah. Um, so for me, man, it's like not many people in my family have gone to college, but one mm-hmm. of them was uh, my uncle, my uncle Fernando. Shout out, Fernie. Um, he uh, He studied finance, got his MBA, all this good stuff, and uh, he was like a big mentor to me growing up, you know? Um, truth be told, you know, growing up, uh, I saw a lot, you know, some, some, some fucked up shit, you know, like... Uh, some people going in and out of jail for things that, like, plague minority communities to this day, right? Like, you know, uh, things around drugs, things of that nature. People, uh, you know, abusing alcohol, stuff like that. So, um, like, my family's, like, super loving, you know, you know, gave me a great upbringing. But within all that, there was, like, a lot of dysfunction and fucked up shit that I saw. So, like, you know, looking at Fernando, it was like, you know, he, he, he was successful, And uh, he had a good head head on his shoulders, like former Marine, you know, all this stuff. Like for a young boy, you like really look up to that. You know, he's like fit, runs his own business. He would pick me up from school. Um, You know, he would take me to, uh, you know, show me like all his stuff and stuff like that. You know, show me the ropes. So I was like, I want to take his advice. And he always told me like UT was a badass school. Like if you can go to UT, go to UT. It's not only going to be great for your life, but you're going to have fun. Like it's a fun city. Uh, So... I didn't have, like, anyone helping me pay for college. So, like, SMU is, like, a private school, right? Mm-hmm. So it's expensive than a motherfucker. And uh, mm-hmm. my understanding with, of SMU was, like, it was mostly, like, affluent, Caucasian student body. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, like, I get along with fucking anybody. You know, like, I uh, I was blessed to have the opportunity to go to a actual actually a private Catholic school near Bishop Lynch mm-hmm. in Dallas. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I had a little scholarship to attend there. And my fan pitched in, and, and you know, they, they made that sacrifice for me to go there because they didn't want me to be like other people in the family, right, yeah. you know? Um, so basically what I'm saying is like I could get along with anybody. Like the people I grew up with, you know, Hispanos, like like Mexicans, okay. um, Hispanics of different black backgrounds, like um, african American slash black of different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and then, like, Caucasians. But not only different races, but, like, different... uh socioeconomic statuses mm-hmm. like i feel like that's a big differentiator with people it's like it's not only race it's like can you get along with people that are rich middle poor yeah. you know what i mean so i feel like I, I really can because i've been around people with all of it mm-hmm. um but all that being said so like smu it wasn't about necessarily like anything around race or anything like that. it was just like it was expensive mm-hmm. and it was private and i wanted to get out of dallas so i felt like for my self-development i knew that Leaving my hometown, leaving where my family mm-hmm. was, was gonna be crucial to growth. So I was like, I want to go to Austin. Something about Austin, bro. It always like called me. Like yeah, yeah. it was like, uh, I came to Jambalaya, What, 2017? Um, we seen who do we see? I'm trying to think
0: who was it me- that was. Okay, so
2: back then Migos had just released uh, Culture, I believe. Yes. They were fucking hot. It was like Migos, Gucci had. Was just that got- was that
0: J Cole the J Cole one or no? No.
2: Was that, that was the J Cole? One where was trippy Red was late. No, no. Okay, y'all think was thinking of the year before.
1: The Year that was 2016. Yeah, yeah. Because
2: yeah, I think it was Trippy Red, J Cole. Um, I forget who else. This one was it was like a it was like a different time. It was uh, Gucci had gone out. It was like when, like Zeke Elliott was balling out. Fucking Gucci uh, had dropped both with Drake. Yeah. Cardi B had blown up. Okay, so this was Lil pro- Uzi Vert had just yeah. dropped his his album.
0: Mm-hmm. It's probably like 20 2016. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. So
2: they dropped all that like end yeah. of 2016. This was in spring of 2017. So. It was at Circuit of the Americas. We yeah. go to Jambalaya, you yeah, know. Yeah, it was a Chance
1: the Rapper, Gucci, yep. Nigos, Chance, Uzi, bro. Steve Aoki, yep. Young Dolph, yeah. RIP. Yeah, Yeah, guess, yeah, RIP Dolph. Nice ones. yeah. it was yeah. a
2: good lineup, bro. Like, Uzi fucking jumped off the top of the thing at Circuit of the yeah. Americas. Uh, like, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So, I say all that to say, like, you know, we pulled up to Austin, got an um, Airbnb, we went out to fucking, you know, Rainy Street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, kind of checked out the scene. Yeah. And it was exciting. I was like, "Oh, this is like a different vibe from Houston or Dallas. It's it's something totally different." Mm-hmm. And for me, I really wanted to experience that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could chalk it up and say like, "Oh, like I knew it was a badass school, and I knew it'd be good for my life, and this and that." It wasn't only that. Like I wanted to have fun too. And yeah. I feel like Austin checked both those boxes. Yeah, for me. no doubt. So that's that's why I wanted to pull up here, and it was public public institution. So you know, tuition's cheaper. Could use fast on it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, bro, that's that's what led me over here. Yeah. I
1: mean, Austin's a dope place. I don't, I mean, I'm a I'm <laughs> a for sure. very, I'm an introvert, but I just know that there's a lot of things to do here um, and to explore. And there's like, I feel like there's just always something going on. It's like, it's a, I mean, the way it is moving, it's like a slower mini Holly or LA, I should say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like
0: a lot, especially now with all the California influence and stuff like that. I'll sell him. I haven't been in New York yet. I plan on going soon. But, like, I've I've been to L.A. a couple times. And, like, Austin's very similar with, like, um, the access to people now. Especially, like, we have all these people moving here. Like, Joe Rogan, Musk. Like, then you have Texas is blowing up. And then you have, uh, like, Austin FC. We have, like, Pro Sports the F1, now we have Moody Center, so we're actually getting acts here that we never got. like The oh, fact that Drake came here, Uzi last weekend, and then Travis Scott this week, it's like, yeah. you would have to go, back in the day, you would have to go to da- Dallas or Houston to go exactly. see these people. Yeah. So. And,
2: and bro, think about it too, like, um, who was it that came a couple months ago and they only came to Moody Center? They didn't go in Dallas or Houston. I think it was uh, what the fuck, the dude from One Direction? Uh, oh, Harry Styles. Uh, Harry Styles. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure Harry only did a week
1: yeah, he booked yeah, a, week a week in Austin. Austin. And the every single state. show was sold out. Yeah. The whole crazy. state
2: aggregated to Austin for that yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that goes, you know, speaks a lot of volumes about Austin. It's like the energy, the vibe around Austin is like, you know, weird, different party. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to like the kind of more commercialized, established, yeah. like corporate-y. I feel like Dallas that's why Houston. I've never
0: been like, I like Houston, like just have a lot of friends there from college yeah. and stuff. But like Dallas, I have family there, but every time I go there, like... I'm just like man, like especially because a lot of the big like Deloitte's there and yeah, like a lot of four. the big fours are yeah, there. Yeah. So, because that's why I said I'm an accountant. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So sure. like that that's all that's there. But to me, it's just it's too New Yorkish. Like I feel like Dallas is the New yeah. York of the South. And like for me, I'm like oh, yeah. I'm too I'm too like laid back for that. Yeah, no, I
2: feel that. I haven't yeah. I haven't been to the Big Apple either. I was actually supposed to go twice mm-hmm. uh, during COVID, which got wiped out. One time for the ESPN internship, then for my internship with mm-hmm. Hulu. And their ad sales team under the Walt Disney Company. But both times I didn't get to go to the Big Apple. But um, so while I haven't been there, like Dallas definitely has that more feeling of like, how do I describe it? Yeah, it's like just a little bit more like Mm -hmm. Mm corporate-y, like vanilla. Vanilla is the word. But I love Mm -hmm. Dallas, bro, in Mm -hmm. terms of like... There's a lot to do. Like, I'm from there. That's why I'm biased towards it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but it is very similar to Houston in, uh, in both of those regards, except I feel like Houston's a little bit more with the culture, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, especially within the realm of music. Mm. Um, but Austin's just its own thing. Mm. It's changed a lot. I mean, y'all grew up here. It has yeah, changed a lot. Some I mean, of I've, the good things I've have been here. It, right? I was time. born here. Yeah. So
1: for me, I've seen it since it was nothing, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but... It, The thing with Austin is, it's like you still have your corporate side of it, but it's also like it's getting to the area that you want to be in for like uh, entrepreneurship or um, uh, content stuff, like being a content creator. Um, even, like, I'm a big gamer, so, like, gaming. Like, yeah. even gaming, there's sh- a lot of people. I see people. the shirt. I see yeah. the optic, right? Uh, yes. yeah. yeah. okay, yeah. And they're um, in Dallas now, too. Well, yeah, yeah. they they moved yeah. to Frisco. Yeah, Frisco. Right? Um, yeah, bro. And uh, it just because, like, the internet here is a big thing. Internet in shit. today's age is a big thing, so, like, a lot of gamers are moving here and, like, big names. No doubt. Um, and then, like I said, being just content creator, there are a lot of them here. It's no It's just a place to be.
2: Yeah, no, that's actually why, like, when I moved to Dallas, right, like being in sports entertainment in that industry, I was like, oh, you know, that's like, you know, there's Cowboys, Mavs, you know, like you said, Optic, you know, yeah. uh, Jerry just bought up FaZe, uh, right? Like, I'm pretty sure he bought FaZe for like fucking pennies on the dollar compared really? to what it, it I hit the it public too. market yeah. Um, But anyways, like I went up there and I was like, oh shit, I don't know, like I know a few people here within this space, but not enough to like do anything with that. Yeah. So I came back to Austin, I was like, okay, like. I know more people within this market even though the market is smaller but it feels like a better market for entrepreneurship uh creatives you know content uh and i'll say this bro for podcasts i feel like you can make an argument that austin is the best place to be for podcasts right now like really i think so lex friedman's here joe rogan's here the Daily Stoic is here, Ryan right? Ryan Holiday, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, yeah. Brass check his publishing company. You've got uh, Daily Stoic, Daily Dad, all you know, all this stuff he's writing, he's building. Uh, tons of other creators and podcasters in the space. So you got multiple like aggregations of like studios within Austin. Um, but I mean, just just the fact that like you know. JRE is here. It's like, that's already yeah. a fucking big part of the pie. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So I really do think you can make an the argument. not biggest. Yeah, exactly. So and he definitely was the biggest before like the Spotify deal, which interestingly enough is like, you know, about to be up for uh, renegotiation, mm. I think 2025. That was so quick. It's quick, right? It, it feels like just the other day, 2020 yeah. hit. Flew by. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think there's an argument to be had that like, this is one of the best places to be in the country for that.
1: I think, I think Austin's. The way it is, is because like it hasn't lost some of its culture, as in like the keep Austin weirds out of it. And that the keep Austin weird is just like, excuse me, people aren't weird, it's just like everybody's just friendly. And I feel mm-hmm. like, and like in LA, I have, I've never been, he's been, but yeah. um, I, I've also had friends from there, but just like people are just snobby and just like it's fast, fast pace. Yeah. And people to go to LA for like one thing and just like get big because it's LA. Yeah. And then yeah. I just feel like Dallas is just more of like a corporate yeah. city. Um, sure. Houston's just uh, Houston's just over over overpopula- pop- pop- you- overpopulated. Yeah, overpopulated. Thank you. Husband. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but overpopulated, <laughs> um, and that's like the problem over there. Yeah. But I just feel like everybody in like Austin is just friendly and then willing to like work with each other, willing to give game to each other, willing to, like, do collab stuff with each other. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the biggest difference maker, I, I feel like. Yeah, and especially since, like,
0: I mean, with shooting the content, like, meeting people like you, like, just everyone's, like, willing to be, like, oh, you need help with something? Like, oh, I got this connection for you. I, you know, Word. land yeah. you this hand or whatever. It's not, you know, oh, I got to, you know, step on each other's toes because I got to get to the top and I got to, like, ego check or whatever so it's been it's definitely been for especially i feel like the entrepreneur side the creatives the young people i feel like it's great to stay here and move here now and i also feel like for a lot of the people that because there's some people that you know have moved here from other cities Mm -hmm. not even like cities in texas like across the u.s they just move here but a lot of these people move here right after college because there's so much to do in austin it's like a, it's like a I feel like it's like a big bridge uh, city for people's lives too. Oh, like no. people move here and probably live here from like ages 20, 22 to like thirty five, and probably go move somewhere else and set their roots. Like that's how that's how I feel like it is right
1: now, at least. Yeah, it's a, it's a very young um, area, and it's like, but it's like the perfect like twenty one to, except thirty five, maybe even forty. It's like yeah. perfect. It's when I mean, you're in a prime of your life, right there. So, and there's so much for to sure. do, and there's just so yeah. much to experience. Why not?
2: No, I think I think y'all hit on all of it. I think um like DFW, for example, is so spread out, right? You got Frisco, you got Plano, you got Fort Worth, you got Arlington, you got Dallas, and then all these like suburbs around. It's like the thing about Austin is it's not super suburban, it's very centralized. Like, you know, you've got central Austin that feels like like it's got a, a badass, very nice developing skyline right there by the river. But it feels kind of like a town in comparison mm. to like Houston, Dallas, all these other big cities in the, in the country, right? Like you know, if there weren't so much traffic on I thirty five, like you br- you drive past that downtown pretty quickly. But it like, should not be that way. Yeah, yeah, not. Nah, but like what I'm saying though is <laughs> the the opportunity to run into people doing cool shit mm-hmm. is so much more likely because it's so centralized. Yeah, like everyone mm. is right there. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then like because it's it's got like a lower barrier to entry too. It's like all these things are being built out post-pandemic because mm-hmm. of the population boom. Like you could really come in and create something right now in a, in a way that maybe you're not going to be able to do in 10 years and you couldn't have done 10 years prior. Yeah. Um. Like there's really like a lower barrier to entry and the opportunity to meet people doing cool shit like you and me met yeah the way i met matt the way i met like you know people that ran spear like mike Chavala, yeah squash fitness uh, all all these lift atx everything being built right now it's like the opportunity to meet people if you want to if you want to network if you want to do this shit if you want to create like this i feel like that's what brought me back yeah and i couldn't be happier that it's like kind of playing out the way it is like doing shit like this Mm. with y'all because like i You know, I looked for that in Dallas, and I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not as easy to do it because it's so spread out. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's like the thing about our downtown is is like, it's a downtown. But if you go to other cities, like, people are like, "That show's downtown" Mm because our downtown is small. Like, it is a small downtown. Because I went to the um, Rangers and Astros game seven. Oh whatever! Well, yeah, I went, yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm, a, I, I'm a big Ranger fan. So What was seven? Was that seven was in Houston? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I went. I went to Houston, and then we're getting into downtown Houston. But like, as soon as you get in, you like look to the right. Yes. Yeah, and huge. they're like, "Is that downtown?" I was like, "No, I think that's Katy." And they're like, "No, I don't think it's Katy." Yeah. And they're like, "I was like, I think it is." And my friend looked on the map. He was like, "No, we passed Katy." But it's like Houston has like two downtowns, really. Because yeah. you look to the right when you come in, like. Like, I don't know which was south like well from north, mm. um like from Katy, it just uh, it looks like a downtown yeah. and then you look to the left and like that's downtown, mm. and then you see our downtown just like small, but that gives you the access to like meet people though.
2: Yeah, no, I, f- I fuck with it to be honest. Like you know, walking down uh, Congress, like you w- walking over the river, you see the fucking like Capitol mm-hmm. over here, you see South Congress over here, like that. I- I fuck with it. Well, I'm the skyline real. is
0: crazy now. Like it yeah. looks, it looks crazy now. When you, especially when you drive oh, in from yeah. thirty
2: five and you get on that top ramp, it looks crazy. I love though. the hills out here too. Like Dallas <laughs> is a flat plane. Like mm-hmm. Dallas, I think is like a very slept on skyline. Like it's badass. You know, got the microphone tower. You got yeah. the fucking like we stole St. Louis's like white bridge. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a badass skyline. Um, but Dallas, I mean, I'm sorry, Austin's like with the, the way the. Fucking architecture has been done to be like kind of that clear blue, like reflecting off the fucking, yeah, the sun is like reflecting is off fire. the water is dope. Yeah, So, sure. yeah. But uh, yeah, where, where, where were we at? How do we how do we get down here? Like, what was you talking about? Uh, I don't even remember why I came to UT. I think
1: that was the original question. Yeah, yeah, we, we were just kind of, of segwayed, yeah, yeah we we kind of and, into Austin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, hold that thought because I do have a question for you. Okay. So, what was it that got you like? Because you were working at a real estate punching in numbers. And then you just like quickly transitioned to like being in the sports field and sports marketing and whatnot. So what what got you? Were you still in school when you were doing that, yeah, or yeah, 100%. There was it you were? Okay. Yeah. So this was all uh,
2: through internships. Um, gotcha. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it was a little easier to transition because like you know it was like one of those things like every summer I was trying to do something. Um, like I had a, I guess like I think it's a good thing you know, at certain times in your life to have, like, a sense of urgency uh-huh. to find out answers, like, and I feel like that's one of the periods, right, It's like, when you're in college, you're in a unique position in terms of, like, you can intern here, and you can intern there, and, like, oh, you can help out here, help out there, whatever, right? Um, I think just being, like, young in general, you got to, like, kind of leverage that, like, people are a little mm-hmm. more lenient and forgiving of, like, your 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 questions or being naive and, like, you know, giving you a shot. Um mm-hmm that kind of fades as you get older, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're all getting older now, like, latter 20s, yeah. you know, it's like shit you can't ask for or do that you could have, like, years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, that's, like, something I always tell, like, uh, people in college, like, try to try to make the most opportunities and, and, and ask. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so, essentially, was a part of this organization called MLT. Uh, they had, like, a networking thing. I yeah. networked with all these companies. I was feeling kind of gassed. I was like, whatever, Sitting down, chilling, doing something beside me. He looked young, whatever. We start talking about hoops. Um, what year was this? Probably like nineteen. It's like post-Cavs, Warriors era. Yeah. This might have been like the Kawhi uh, versus... Uh, Kawhi Raptors versus... Uh, the Warriors. Warriors with KD towards Achilles. Yeah. So we're talking hoops, whatever. He's like, yeah, bro, I've been to the finals five years in a row, this and that. Damn. So I'm like, Damn, motherfucker, must be balling, like yeah. whatever. Uh come to find out he actually works for espn um so he's like hey bro you seem to know a lot about this this and that uh slide me your resume i'll try to connect you with a recruiter he does that i connected with a recruiter her name was uh amy we hit it off uh you know her son was a goalie i'd be like hey you know how's your son doing How's a goalkeeper goalkeeping doing this and that and then she's like all right let's you know like what do you want to do mm-hmm. at that time i was still like finance he's like Mm-hmm. I can't find you anything in finance at ESPN. thank God she couldn't find me nothing in finance <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah so she found me something in marketing oh this is dope yeah. um, you know it's cool. Uh, from there, I was like, okay, rep- marketing is like a revenue driving thing. Uh, let me try something else within that drives revenue it was like sales mm-hmm. um so ad sales was kind of like the intersection of like creative and then sales, you know what I mean like you're Using like you know creative and marketing and advertising concepts within the mm. realm of sales, like mm. you know like opinionated media. When mm. you po- hit pause on Hulu, like we'll mm. put your logo in the corner. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean, like that, that type yeah, yeah. of shit. So it, it was cool to me, but I was like, all right, let's take it a step further. Yeah. Um, at the time, it's like 2021, COVID still like you know even in Texas, COVID was still a thing, but mm. damn sure it was still a thing in like New York, LA. Yeah, which was where some of these uh, full time opportunities with the Walt Disney Company were, and I was like, you know what? For the pay and for the living circumstances and COVID, I was like, oh, I'm not trying to go over there. Went back to Dallas, worked uh, B2B sales with AT&T while I got my master's in sports management. Because I was like, you know, you don't have to take the GRE during COVID. Mm. I was like, I'm fucking terrible at tests. That's part of the reason I didn't get into UT. Fucking mm. dog shit on the ACT. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, to be real with you, yeah. like, I got like a 17, which is not yeah. even half, but like a 36, which is like all my peers at UT had like, you know, 34, 35, yeah. 36. Yeah. So anyways, to say all that to say, you know, anything's possible, you know, underdog type shit, all that. Um, I ended up like later taking it, got like a 24 or something. So it's not like horrible, but yeah. anyways, so I don't want to go to New York um, to work full time, working with B- in B2B sales with at and learning the art of sales, you know, learned a lot of good things there. I hated what I was selling, you know, telecom, phones, yeah. internet um, is, you know, a good opportunity, good learning, good money. Um, but I was like, you know, coming from the world of sports mm-hmm. and doing my grad degree within sports, I was like, you know, if I have the opportunity to do something a am passionate about, let me pivot in there, even though it's going to be harder. I'm going to have to sacrifice some pay, you know, whatever, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, you know, like my manager at the time would tell me some stuff like control what you can control. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of good like uh, principles mm-hmm. to kind of like for sales, he would tell us, but it's like good to apply across yeah. life. Come back to UT, intern with the football team. In um, communications, see how they, like, run the press conferences, uh, do all that stuff, um, how they kind of handle the players, me- you know, media training all that. Mm-hmm. Did that. Interned with a sports tech company, like, kind of doing some research on, like, uh, incubators, venture capital within the space. Um, what else? Like, just, like, sports entities within mm-hmm. Texas. It was called Sports Innovation Texas. We also put on some events. Did that. Yeah. Interned with the agency that I'm currently at. Uh, got to see what it was like, you know... The agency side of things, um, like representing a couple athletes, a couple brands, properties, mm. um, and then what else? Intern with the sports commission, so they essentially their job is like to bring events to the city to generate economic impact. So like you know, Austin FC for example, like hey, you should come to Austin. This is why, yada yada. And then from there, they they get essentially get paid out on like you know people coming in from out of town. Uh, hotels, you know, restaurants, all mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, F one, Circuit of the Americas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get paid on like, you know, how many people come in from over a hundred mile radius mm-hmm. to come into the city and and you know, spend money to mm-hmm. boost the economy. Um, so I did a couple of things within within sports entertainment. Since then, that you know, kind of gave me a better idea of like what I want to do, what I don't want to do, pros and cons of even being in this industry. You know yeah. what I mean? So,
1: yeah. Yeah, because that, that, so I was kind of the same thing as you. Like, I wanted to go to UT. Mm. I was lazy in school, um, so I knew I wouldn't have got in right away. And I went to ACC, but as I was in ACC, I was only there for like two weeks maybe, and I okay. just dropped out. Okay. But what I was originally going for was uh, a communications degree, specifically Word. sports communications, because I wanted to be like on ESPN or Fox or talk oh, about yeah. sports. And Texas is number two and communications okay. um in the nation and uh, I was like all right well I'm a big UT fan so yeah I want to go there because I'm a big UT fan oh, yeah. and then I was just there and I was like I don't even want to like be here I don't want to I don't want to do this like I just want to do what I want to do and then not do anything else yeah. and I don't want to learn the sciences the math and all that so yeah. I ended up dropping out and then um I was very fortunate to like know what I wanted to do like, that's what I knew that I wanted to do that. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I, that's what my passion was. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do anything else. And uh, he played college ball for football Word. and he was gone in Colorado. But <clears throat> my senior year, junior year, senior year, I knew that I wanted to, like, do that. And then while he was in college, before podcasting even got big, I was like, hey, like, what if we start like a sports podcast? I was like, oh yeah, you know, like, I mean, we already talk about it all the time. Like, when we get on the game, you know, it's your boys. You, you're a Mavs fan. I am, big mass yeah, fan. Are hey, yeah, are they mass fan as well? Oh, uh, who? you Like, just your game people you game with?
2: Um, you talking about, like, in terms of, like... Uh, when you were playing big, Fortnite? Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, time, y'all probably time. get yeah, on and just talk yeah, yeah, yeah. just talk... yeah, just talk
1: about the games that just happened. Yeah, like, yeah. uh, man, Luca didn't do shit tonight, or that trade for Kristoff was stupid. Like, why yeah. did we do... It? Just yeah. stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, that's where we were, because he was in Colorado, and Fortnite was big at the time. Hell yeah. Y'all knew the vibes, and... Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean,
0: especially then, because you, like... The, we like I like I had a lot of free time then, even though like I was in school and like playing football was a full time thing, but it's like I don't know, I had time like during the week So like, you finish your homework. It's like I got yeah. a couple hours. You're like, a student, you yeah, think you're busy, you're not yeah, yeah you it's got so I had a couple yeah. <laughs> hours. Like,
1: I can get on the game and talk, you know. So yeah, it's like man. Yeah, and th- and that's how it was. So I just mentioned it, I was like, like, what if we do a podcast or just like a sports show? He was like, Yeah, I'm down. And um but we also knew that we didn't want to do it till he got back and was done. Cause this was like his freshman year. Yeah. So he still had three more years. To yeah. So I had, we, we had to wait, but I mean, it was more of like a bug in his ear. Oh, and then like his junior, end of junior year, senior year, that's when I was like, all right, when you're done, like we're doing this. But, oh, sure. um, I, that I just found out like, that's the field I just wanted to be in. Like probably cause we recorded one episode at a old house that he used to stay at. Mm-hmm. It was on my iPhone and we're recording, and then it was our very first thing. I don't know if we're going to put it out, but we're just like, hey, let's try it. Let's yeah. do oh, yeah. it. We're not. And then it just went black. Like the yeah. screen went black. And we lost everything. Fuck. And we were yeah. like maybe an hour in, an hour and a half in. And But from then, I was like, yeah, like th- this is what I want to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So when he came back, it was just full force into it. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- this is what I want to do. Now, nah,
2: that's a beautiful thing, bro. It's like knowing what you want to do and doing it. Right, like a lot of people struggle with that. Even, even myself, you know, in terms of like, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and then, then not only knowing what you want to do, but having the balls to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, that's badass that you just cut straight to the chase and did this, and you saw the vision before it even blew up. Uh, likewise, similarly, in the same sense as y'all, like, you know, mm-hmm. chopping it up. You're like, why don't, you, why don't we just hit record? Mm-hmm. Um, like in like 2015, 16, like me and my buddies, like in high school, having like deep conversations. I'm like, you know, we should record this shit. Um, and then, you know, four years later, it's like Spotify throwing like hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. at these podcasters and the space blows up. And Man. to be quite honest, it's pretty saturated at this point. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. But, but shit like this, I believe in though, because it's yeah. it's real sweat equity and it's real genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I believe in this type of shit, 100%. Yeah.
1: It's oversaturated, but I look at it just like everything is oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Everything, yeah. Every field you want to go into, it is oversaturated. Mm-hmm. No one is inventing new things. There might it's be things true. that are coming more popular as time goes on, but, like, everything is oversaturated. It just sucked for us that if he didn't go to college just say that or if he came back maybe a year or, or two years earlier, like, mm-hmm. could we have been in that position where, like, oh, y'all are podcasting and one of the few people doing it early? Let me go watch you, and then we yeah. just get that boom of fat. But was. before podcasting was even popular, I wanted to do it. Yeah, and then it became popular, but he was still in school, so it's like, I mean, you see, we get comments on TikTok all the time, like, "Oh, just another, another people, more people doing podcasts or whatever." <laughs> like, oh, just another podcast or, or whatever. Why is, do people
0: have pot Or why does everyone think they can do a podcast? Yeah,
1: so stuff whatever. like that. But it's like that's funny because I, I really wanted to do this yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, it was even popular. It just yeah, the timing just wasn't right, and I'm honestly glad that we waited, waited rather than like. Yeah. Do it while he was in college Yeah because no, it's also
0: just like about
1: branding Like all that stuff because like with CJ Like
0: he, he started a podcast as well Like mm-hmm. while we were in college and stuff But once he moved in with us It's like when he was like alright I really want to do this I really want to get into it as well And his podcast is called Park Car Talks And um, like we were like alright So when you want to start this Like take your time like you got to brand yourself You got to come up with like a logo or like what it's going to look like You got to you know what are you going to talk about On there like have it all structured and stuff because, like you were saying earlier, it is oversaturated. But, like, if you believe in something to have sweat it's a sweat equity and you actually do it, and I'm like looking at your YouTube right now, like you have 20 something episodes out, and most people, you know, they, they barely do five and then they barely do 10. It's like if you do they 20, you're up. in the 1% exactly. of the podcasters. Exactly, bro. You know. I was
1: going to say, uh, that was another part I was going to bring up. It's like, yes, it's oversaturated, but at the same time, like, just like anything else, Everything plays out. Like, mm-hmm. everything fills out. People will start it, but then they'll, like, do five and, like, it's just too much work and be done with it. Or, like, mm-hmm. oh, I just don't have the time to do another episode yeah. people do a little bit more than five or so. Or they are attached to the fucking results. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah exactly. And
2: the, the results might take a long time to come. Long like t- years. I love hearing stories of, like, you know, I've been doing this for six years and all of a sudden in year seven it blew up. Yeah. Or I've been doing this for eight years and year nine it fucking blew I love hearing that shit because it's a reminder, bro. Like, you don't know. You just got to keep putting in the yeah. work. Yeah. And it's like that saying. Like I was listening to Denzel Washington the other day. I don't know why the fuck, but he was like, "You hang around the barbershop, log long enough, like you gonna get, get a haircut. That's for better or for worse, you yeah, know." But it's yeah. like, um, yeah, no, that's a good perspective, bro. I'd never heard it. I'd never heard of it like that. But everything is oversaturated when you think about it. Like every every industry, and it's like it, it does fizzle out eventually, and and only the people who are consistent and, and dedicated um, will will survive hundred mm-hmm. percent. Because I mean. Majority of
1: people, I would say 99% of people, it's very rare that you, like, gifted off rip. Some people are. um, But you're you're going to be bad off rip. But as time goes on, you get better and better and better. And I just like with anything else, like, there's so many photographers in the world. And, like, you have your, like, Peter McKenzie of the world, or was, like, one of the best. Or Potato Joe, one of the best, like, videographers, photographers. But, like, they're the same thing. Like, they joined in photography when it was oversaturated. But they kept with it and got better over time and now they're one of the like most global names for photography Mm -hmm. so it's like the more you do and the more you stick with it you're going to get better and then people like consistency and people like knowing they can count on you Mm -hmm. so like you know optics so i'm sure you know hex but like hex dropped a vlog 6 a.m this was like in 2016 2017 6 a.m every single day and like I would look forward to watching those vlogs and i knew i could count on those vlogs coming out 100%. and like starting my day mm. or like whatever the case is mm. and people like that because people routine routine's a big thing exactly. in people's life yeah so they like they know that they can go watch you and count on you because you know they're going to post yeah and that's where where we have ourselves at because since the beginning of last year we haven't missed a friday upload we post mm-hmm. posted every single day, Respect. every single Friday. Mm-hmm. The only time that we don't post, I want to say, is probably Thanksgiving week.
0: Yeah, okay. Thanksgiving or any, like, major holiday weekend, we probably won't post. But even the times where we prepped a lot of podcasts, like, we went to Dallas earlier in the year. We shot, yeah. like, eight. And um, so we could, you know, kind of have some time to kind of chill in the summer, work on some other things. But even then, it's like all right, we don't have a podcast, we shot some other stuff, so we'll post, like, you know, a vlog or, like, a trivia or, like, just anything that's consumable on a Friday so someone's like, oh, well, I didn't get a podcast, but I got, like, this 20-minute video that's completely different than what they normally post. So just trying to, like, find ways to evolve and stuff, too, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand, like, you're going to get burnt out yourself, especially, like, you're going to grind, grind, grind. You're going to be attached to the results, maybe, or you're going to not see it working or whatever the case may be, but it's okay to like evolve, but also knowing when to not go like too far off the spectrum of what you're originally creating and stuff like that. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, well let me just do this and this to try to like grow. But I feel like if you can like establish something like niche based, like optic, for example, like he was talking about with hex, like he started off as like doing gaming, doing montages, and then eventually became owner of one of the biggest esports organizations in the world. But he also owns like part of Good Good Golf and uh, Guggen Squad and then all these other brands. But he's able to do that and his fans are able to buy that because they're like, I, I like Hex. Like it doesn't matter what he does because I've I've seen him yeah. grow this thing and I just like the person. So whatever he does, I'm going to, Pine Park as well His Weed Company, like whatever he does, I'm going to like invest in and, you know, buy or purchase. So I feel like that's, a key thing, too, just, like, to our listeners, like, if we want to start a podcast or anything like that, like, find your niche and, like, lock in on that niche for however many years until it blows up. And then if you want to do something else,
1: like, yeah. dabble into it. But you got to be patient. Yeah you, you, be like,
2: you, yeah, you can't just give up giving, quickly. Yeah, You can't expect exactly. quick results. And that's,
1: that's the thing we said from day one is, like, slow grind. Like, we know slow it's a slow grind. grind. We know mm-hmm. it's a long-term game. We know it's, like, not going to happen overnight or in a year yeah. or two years. Like, it's going to be something that, like, takes time. And we're, I would say we're rare people that, like, knew that, understood that. Because, like, the amount of money that we put into this versus the return is pennies. No no doubt. No doubt. But, like, we're okay with that because we know that it takes a long time for this thing to go. But when it goes, it's going.
2: People Mm -hmm. would be shocked to find out how much, how many, like, very um, famous podcasters um, and like these media entities or personalities, like burned a lot of fucking cash before they started making mm-hmm. hella profit. Like Pat McAfee talks about how much cash they were burning, and that everyone called them stupid, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Rogan, like he lost money for years doing it. Like it's like all these entities, it you yeah. know, it, it, it's an undertaking to you know get like how you guys have built out your studio. You got the you know the production equipment. Mm-hmm. You know you got the mics, everything like. Mm-hmm. Like people don't understand like the amount that go it's not just like we pull oh yeah we just yeah. pull up and start talking shit. You know? Yeah. Like you gotta edit this shit. Yeah, exactly. You gotta cut it. You know, it's it's like people doing this really, really do care. It's not like they just wanna hear themselves talk. I mean, maybe in a sense. Like I I am I mean I'm human, right? Like I wanna Yeah,
0: for sure. Like I
2: try to turn the ego off, but you wanna you wanna hear yourself talk. You know, oh look at me. You yeah. know what I mean? I try to turn that off. But I think I think like three things there. Like one, respect to y'all for like not missing a Friday. That's fucking huge. Uh, Two, like, I don't know, have y'all heard of the concept like intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation? Uh -uh. Mm -mm. So essentially, uh, extrinsic motivators would be things like uh, external to yourself, like uh, materials, uh, money, status, uh, fame, all this stuff. Intrinsic is like you do something because you're motivated by internal factors such as like you like it, Mm -hmm. it's cool to you, it intrigues you, Mm -hmm. it makes you happy, whatever, right? So... um, a lot of uh, people are big proponents of like finding intrinsic motivators and how mm-hmm. like when you really like love the process and you're mm-hmm. intrinsically motivated by it you stay doing it longer and you actually do it better so it kind of reminds me of what you guys are saying in terms of like you guys uh believe in this you mm-hmm. enjoy podcasting um, you enjoy the conversation mm-hmm. you enjoy the networking you enjoy yeah. meeting people you're not just here trying to like make viral clips just not having conversations exactly you know and th- and that that's what really breeds success is when you're like locked into the process like I, I know y'all, y'all keep up with UFC at all I love you yeah he the loves UFC. it and I'm starting to get in starting to get into yeah. it okay like UFC has become like one of my favorite things like um and I know like a lot of people like you know don't like Sean Strickland I, t- I totally get why um he's a character for he's, a, sure. he's a character he says some crazy <laughs> shit but uh one, one of the things though that he did say that I like though is that he said they're like why why you know like how did you start doing MMA this and that and he was like talking about his tough upbringing um, you know, like his dad would hit him and he like grew up in a really fucked up environment. And, like fighting for him was a way to conquer his mind and become a better person. Um, and he was essentially saying that like he became UFC champion, not because he wanted to become a champion, but because he wanted to fund his hobby. He he fights because he funds his hobby and his hobby is training. Mm-hmm. So he's obsessed with the process. He's obsessed with the process of training, fighting, getting better. And because of that, what happens is the organic rewards of, uh, he's really good, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He beat he beat Izzy. I didn't think he was going to do that, but I think that, like, for me, that's a lesson in, like, if I really fuck with this, if I really mm-hmm. fuck with, like, you know, conversation, asking people questions, finding out what makes them tick, like, you know, what what allowed them to persevere and other people could learn from that, then the results will come eventually. If I put myself in position for it, like, if I get the pro- production equipment like you guys, which is, like, the goal, mm-hmm. but, um... That's something I try to keep in mind. Is like keep keep it keep it in, intrinsic. Stop just like trying to rely on results, views, clicks, yeah. comments. And it's like that's tough, but it's necessary to detach my like self worth, mm-hmm. all this shit from like you know these numbers because I'm never gonna win. Just losing battles. Always someone with more numbers. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but definitely respect to y'all for like having that you know, in mind from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I
1: appreciate it. And I mean, all that, and sometimes you need it, but all that stemmed from a conversation with one of our other um, business partners and a videographer. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I worked somewhere out of state for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was going for six months, Man, I came back, and, like, everything that we shot before I left wasn't getting edited or put out, and he was the one, like, editing putting out. But it was all miscommunication. But after I came back, and then, like, we lived here for a year, and like it was still kind of the same thing. We just had a meeting. He was like, look, I, I'm going to be with y'all and like do stuff with y'all, but like I can't do all this extra podcasting, come over in here, edit it, all this and that. Like Y'all got to step up y'all's weight If y'all want to do it, he was like, I want y'all to do it. But he, was do, he's do, he does his own photography, but he was like, I'm going to do Toga with or without y'all. And then we just kind of have that same mindset, even though he's like, our business partner in this with us, we're like, well, we gotta do it with or without him. And ever mm-hmm. since that conversation happened with him, and he and he was like, if y'all don't edit it, it's not getting gonna get put out. We're like, okay. And that's kind of when we flipped our switch, and like, we bought Max, we bought Logic Pro, we bought Final Cut, and we yeah. bought um, the cameras, the light, like everything else that needed to go with it. Mm-hmm. And um, and that and that all just in from a conversation. I'm like. Not everybody can just do stuff for you. You got to do stuff yourself. Mm, and I some and, and and some people do need that. And that's what got us to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. on both of our channels, our main channel, are at 777 seven, seven still? 782. 782 now. And then we have another sports one that we just post just straight sports content at four, 496. 496. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it. We started that
0: one in July. I didn't really start posting till August. Yeah,
1: so well, we're at the point good. now no, where it's yeah. like, it's good. It's yeah, great, if man. it's if it's not us, nobody else is gonna do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, no skin in the game, bro. Like getting all this, like yeah. putting your own money into it. It's like you, you're more inclined to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like that low and slow. Like Cam, you was talking about how me and my homies, you know, like throwing down on the grill and shit. Bro, it's like, yeah, it's like that approach. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, no, that's that's big time for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it go, oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just curious, like, uh, kind of like what, what, like, you were telling, we, we've we talked like about health and fitness and wellness, yeah. and I've talked about, I asked you because you posted, you post like your uh stats, yeah, and yeah. uh, is, what's that bracelet called again? It's called, uh, a, whoop, whoop, yeah, 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 and I was like, bro, that's fire. Like, I was like, I need one of those because it like yeah. tracks your sleep, all that stuff, and um, lately I've gotten big into health and wellness and fitness just because. You know, like you mentioned earlier, I played sports in college, always been a very good athlete, always been athletic, but like, you know, kind of went through some like personal depression and development and mm-hmm. things like that the last couple of years and like, you know, gained some extra weight and wanted to lose that and then also to like my mindset wasn't like being trained properly. So mm-hmm. I did 75 hard this year um, and completed that. And from there, um, like in that challenge, like I don't, I, I don't really recommend it if you're doing stuff like this because it was like very stressful towards the end to be able to do that challenge and do oh, this bet. and work and like I'm in a relationship and balance all of that. And granted, thank God yeah. to her, like she did it with me too, so that was oh, dope work. to have like an accounta- yeah. accountability person. Crucial. But um, from there, like um, I wanted to get, I wanted to learn like uh, how much is fitness and uh wellness and all that stuff. How how much is that like transition into your personal life and just your overall development?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. So like, as a kid, right? Like, I uh, believe it or not, I was actually very quiet, Mm -hmm. very introverted, uh, not well spoken. Um, And you know, like, kind of going back to like some of the family stuff Mm -hmm. that I talked about. You know, like seeing certain family members go through certain things, whether it was like you know, seeing like distant family members like go in and out of jail. You know what I mean? And like, uh, I'll give you like a quick a quick story of this, Mm -hmm. right? So like, you know, I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, they obviously don't want to tell a little kid. Like, you know, one of the family members went to jail. So, like They went to school. Mm-hmm. We're going to go visit them. You know, I'm, like, walking into this, like, building. And, like, you take your shoes off. You put them in a the little thing. Like, if you're going through the airport, like, a little box. You mm-hmm. go through. Put your hands out. Like, I'm a little kid. I'm, like, fucking maybe 10, 11, 12. Like, they're scanning you, like, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And you go in. And you see, you know, that said family member, mm-hmm. like, in a green jumpsuit, and an orange jumpsuit, right? So, like, you know... Um, that, that, those memories kind of stick in my head, but I say all that to say, like, you know, as a kid, I was acting bad because I had like certain traumas that, um, I didn't know how to cope with and I just wanted attention. So I'd be bad in school. Sports was finally that thing that really gave me confidence. Like, I don't need to act up. I don't need to, um, do stupid shit for attention. I don't need to be mischievous because... Like, I'm good at this, Mm -hmm. and people will like me because of this. And I learned how to communicate, Mm -hmm. like, you know, hey, Defender, you need to be here. Mm -hmm. Hey, John, slide left. Mm -hmm. Like, watch the back door, Mm -hmm. this and that. So, like, I learned a shitload about Mm -hmm. life on the field, Mm -hmm. on the court, and I gained confidence that carried with me to this day. Mm -hmm. So I kind of lost that as Mm -hmm. I got older, right? Mm -hmm. I thought, like, oh, you know, when you get older, you got to, you know, you get busy, um, you're just gonna get fat, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you drink the coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. and you you fucking drink that, you know, drink a beer at lunch. You gotta make business, whatever. The yeah, fuck, right. Like yeah. I just thought you like part of life was losing yourself a little bit. Yeah. To make money. Yeah. And then I met dudes like CJ, like my old manager when mm-hmm. I was at AT and and they're fucking shredded. Mm-hmm. And they're and like my old manager was like, you can buy a Mercedes. You can buy some designer clothes and he fucking pulled his shirt up. He has six places like you can't buy this shit. Mm-hmm. I built this shit. Mm-hmm. I was, That's real. But like to to get back to your question about like how health and wellness has played a factor into my life. Mm-hmm. So growing older, I thought that was something you had to sacrifice for success. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. definition of success is like, you know, to become financially wealthy and maybe do something that you enjoy for work. Then I realized like it's pretty subjective. Like, you know, your definition of success could vary and not everyone mm. just has to be like rich badass house yeah badass yeah. corporate job like you can actually be an entrepreneur you could be ripped you could do something you love but not make as much money mm. or you could make a lot of money and do stuff you love outside of work like mm. it's very subjective um so for me um you know as a uh, post college it's been like getting back to you know yes i work in this field of sports and entertainment currently but you know and it's a field of like you know, within the realm of athletes and athleticism, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I, I'm not an athlete myself, mm-hmm. like that I cannot be athletic myself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So a lot of people, not to talk shit on people, but a lot of people in the space, because it's like you're working nine to five, then you're working, you know, Tuesday night, the Austin FC game, Saturday, the Austin FC game, whatever, mm-hmm. going to all these events, you know, press box food, mm-hmm. a lot of people are out of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I made the decision that it's like, that's not me. Yeah um i love being in shape i love fucking competing uh that's yeah. what made me who i am i love to compete i love to work out yeah i like the effects of it yeah like, for you sure know, you look good you feel good uh-huh. but i love being in there and like getting into the bottom of mm-hmm. my psyche and like yeah. you know um figuring out what i'm made of and yeah reminding myself like i'm that motherfucker too like yeah. you know what i mean like I, yeah. I love that i love playing soccer i love hooping i love uh Working out, I want to get more into jujitsu, mm-hmm. Muay Thai. Like, I love competing because I love who it uh, makes me, and mm-hmm. it reminds me of my roots. Like, mm-hmm. that's how, how I kind of, like, save myself from going down a path where I wouldn't have been my optimal self, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's kind of the f- uh, effect that plays in my life now, and where it comes out in other ways is, like... Uh, not only working out, but what I eat, mm-hmm. like this root band, the aura ring, sleep. I used to yeah. say "fuck sleep," you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Which I do think, at certain times, you might have to sacrifice yeah. a little sleep, but it's like in the long run, you can't sacrifice it too much. Yeah, because it's crucial. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the the role it plays in my life. It's it's a big role, bro. I think uh, I would love to like build out the podcast and like get some like you know sponsors that align. You mm-hmm. know what I mean in terms of like health and wellness. Whether it's a whoop, an aura, or like you know some some coffee that's healthy for you, or mm. like some you know adaptogens, nootropics, all that shit, I think there's a big market for that. And like Austin, again, is like you know a place where a lot place, of it's being developed. Yeah. So that's that's a long-winded answer to like you know it, it's it's a big factor in my life, bro, and it's a uh, part of my definition of success is mm. being like um, holistically healthy, mind, body, spirit.
1: Have so. you uh, had the super coffee?
2: I have, bro. It fucked me up bad recently, Really, dude. Yeah. Really? Dude. There's some, it made you leave. use restroom? Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I had drinking in it multiple times, and it was great. <laughs> like, it's got the MCT oil yeah, and protein. Yeah, juice. it's fire. I, bro, I don't know what happened. One morning, and like... It's probably been almost a year at this point. December, or January. Dude, it fucked me up bad. I had to leave work. I was like, like I thought I had like a her- fucking hernia or something. Like it felt like my it felt like my stomach was in a twist, bro. Like wringing it out like a mop. Like I was yeah. just like I was like hurled over. I was like, oh. Yeah. I like went to my boss I was like I think I gotta go home She's like You don't look good I was like Yeah I gotta go home I don't go feel home. good <laughs> yeah. No for sure yeah, No yeah, for sure the, well, yeah. they're, they're based out of Austin
1: right Yeah Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was say Cause that's a healthy Cause I, I had it for the first time Not so long ago It's pretty good I liked it Yeah, yeah and they have good
0: flavors good. It's, It was really good Um, We actually had a homie on uh, Jacob Aguilar He was uh, his intern For a little bit Him and uh. Uh, Devin Devin Lacuse uh, Devin He has that ranch uh, The Cedar Ranch Or whatever In Cedar oh, very Park very cool Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely so, heard of it. Yeah. so yeah Just and you know I got into This year especially Like cause I I trained at the collective um, oh, yeah. Down the road And like yeah. They have the The plunge The original cold plunge there And like the sauna And stuff like that And just doing that And along with working out And then Just getting older And like Getting like You know And mature From the brain perspective It's like bro, why am I eating so much fast food? Why am I eating so much like crap food when I can eat something that tastes just as good, if not better, and is cleaner and better for me. And it's also like more productive. I I started to see myself become like sluggish and like, you know, lackadaisical from lack of sleep and just like what I'm feeling my body with. And it all just translates in the long run to like what we're trying to do with building opinionated or even like my corporate job and you know, all that stuff. Cause it's like, if I don't have energy to do these things to the full capacity and like my brain isn't functioning at like a, a great rate, then like, I'm realistically like hurting myself and hurting like everyone else's growth that I'm like affiliated with. So like, I, I definitely get that. Like, and it's just like a nice, like mental clarity, like decompressor. Like uh, I tell my girl, like, I'm like, when I go to the gym, like I put my phone in D and D and like, I try to just uh, only listen to music or whatever. And like, I'm not like trying to talk to anyone unless I'm doing group workouts or something like that. But like being on my phone or like in between sets, like I don't want to like I try really hard to not like scroll on something. I try to just like be mental on the clock. Like try to be like, okay, I got 90 seconds in between this set. Let me like not be on my phone. Let me just pace or do whatever and get to the next one. So now I definitely I definitely like that you're all Mm -hmm. into that and um I've seen the aura ring like one of my homies had it. I didn't know that was what it was called. So. Definitely interested in that and the whoop, like, all that stuff, just to be able to track it and actually see data. Because you can be like, oh, like, you know, I slept, like, six hours, but, like, that, like, you posted your stats the other day,
1: and it was, like, you slept, like, seven hours and forty-two. Yeah, no. Like, to the T. Your Apple watch would do it, too. Really? I think so, because my mom wears her Samsung watch, but it tells you everything. Like, when you're, like, a light sleep, a deep sleep, when you got your best sleep, like, how long you actually slept. Like, Mm -hmm. it shows you everything. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: No, it is. It's, uh... It, it can be good and bad because sometimes it'll tell you, like, oh, you're you're fucked up. You need to recover. Like, you know, yeah, but like, I feel good. So, I, I mean, I yeah. think the balance is, like, it's just information. It's, like, it's, an, it's another tool to inform you on how you're currently living. Yeah. And, like, give you more insight in terms of, like, mm-hmm. when you do this, you feel better. When you do this, you feel worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, because I've had it now since March of 2022. So almost two years now, so I can kind of see like the ups and downs. Of, like, oh, when I sit down all day mm. and I don't walk around, like mm. you know, my fucking heart rate variability goes mm. down, and then like, oh, my shoulders feel fucked up mm. when I like, you know, when my HRV's here and I've been sitting. So it's uh, mm. it's good info for sure, bro. Mm. Um, I definitely love it, but I also gotta remind myself not to like look too get much. Get addicted it. to it. Like, oh, yeah. I can't have that drink because I'm a yeah. That's be- the thing. <laughs> like the balance. Like that. Cause yeah.
0: that's always how I've been too. Like. Work super hard Monday through Friday, like always been like a worker. And then on the weekend, like enjoy yourself. you want to watch football, do that. If you want a game, do that. If you want to go get a nice dinner, do that. All that stuff. Go have some drinks with some friends, like, because everything is good in moderation. But just knowing when it's like, all right, I've been wild and Like I've been on like a a three-week bender. Like, let me chill, (laughs) you know. So definitely all all that, bro. I definitely understand that for sure.
1: Uh, um, You, when you were talking, you kind of touched on a lot of stuff that I bring up. Um, Because I I I feel like everybody should play some kind of sport in their life Mm -hmm. just because it teaches you so many things. And then the other thing Mm -hmm. is, like, people are like, uh, talk about, like, oh, you got to bust your ass, like, you got to lose sleep and whatnot. But, like, as you get older, I kind of feel like it's the opposite. Like, no, you need sleep. Like, sleep is probably the most important thing in your life. You gotta rest, I'm like, but it's okay with some days. Like, okay, I only got six hours or five hours this day, but the rest of the week you get like eight, seven, eight hours. It's like, all right. That's good. That's sure. that's the thing. Is I I've, I've as I got older, is sleep is like more important than like lack of sleep. Because you when you are tired, you do lose focus on what you're doing. Oh, and yeah. my like you're full. Like yes, you're invested into what you're doing. Like if I'm editing, but it's not like. It's completely different when I'm editing tired versus when I'm editing, like I'm awake and my brain's actually working.
2: 100%. Yeah, dude. No, it's funny because like, I feel like I'm getting to the point where like, I I was probably my most ripped, like weightlifting wise in 2018. So it's been five years. I had like a couple injuries in between and just life. Like I would, you know, I wasn't going to go and like dedicate as much time to weightlifting. But uh, it's funny. I feel like within the next six months, I'll probably eclipse how I looked back then. Mm -hmm. And I'm working out way less. It's just I'm. Being smarter about how I work out, like I know a lot more mm-hmm. movements that'll get me there, mm-hmm. and I, because I eat better and because I sleep better, I'm getting there a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to see how like you kind of allocate the puzzle, like in terms of like yeah. investment of time and mm-hmm. what you put into your body mm-hmm. and sleep. But sleep, sleep is crucial, bro. To really say like, oh, you sleep when you're dead, this and that. Bro. And I looked yeah. into the, you know, the data. And it's like, bro, and yeah. then you
0: just become so much less productive. Like you're yeah. up at like past midnight or two AM or whatever and like, yeah, there's deadlines and stuff or you gotta get something done and like you either procrastinated or it just needs that extra time, then do yeah. that. But if you're you know just staying up just cause you're like, oh I gotta grind, I gotta work, whatever, it's like bro, Study. just go, just go, yeah, anything. Just go to sleep and like get up early. And also think another thing too, like I feel like like as, as cliche as as it is, like getting up in the morning and like really focusing on what you're trying to do throughout the week so it's like you get up in the morning you start your day off at a good time you're not like sleeping and you're waking up you're accomplishing something in the morning either working out or eating a good breakfast or reading or anything like that I feel like this is key because you're just accomplishing something that's not being done normally like you don't like that's the thing too I used to be like oh well I work from home I can get up at like 7 50 and log on to my computer at 8 a.m. and get that extra hours I'm like bro why don't I'm just gonna get up at like 6 30 and like like wake up and like be be chilling by the time I work So I'm not like exactly. rolling out of bed It's like wake <laughs> up oh I gotta start working Like nah this is not healthy And you know it's just all kind of the approach To a lot of things is you know it's been different So that's good to hear that man Because I've been big on that And trying to like help educate not only my friends And stuff because it is tough it is like intimidating going into like the health health and fitness world and like really taking it serious because there's so much to learn there's so much information out there there's so much bad information out there too like a lot of people that aren't like health experts will tell you something that's completely not true like and they'll be like oh well if you need to lose weight like you can't eat anything and it's like no you just got to you got to go in a calorie deficit you might be able to eat that in that in your pre- specific day for that calorie deficit but it's like you gotta if you eat this, you can't eat this in the day. So it's just stuff like that that I feel like a lot yeah. of people don't know.
2: No, it's a lot of bad information out there yeah. too, and it's a lot of good information though that is applied to the wrong people too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like there's so many ways to do it. It's not only one way. It's just like what is the best way for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like someone was telling me this the other day, but it's like this dude's oh, meal prep. You got a meal prep. Mm-hmm. It's like some people don't fuck with that. You yeah. know, like they're gonna make. They're not gonna it's, it's going to be a recipe for failure yeah. because they're not going to eat that fucking chicken and broccoli for the, on the fourth day like, Oh, this shit is disgusting. Exactly. You know? Um, so it's like, there's a lot of good advice, but it's like, where does it apply to mm-hmm. you? It's like, that's why I think finding people that you jive with, um, that you want to emulate is, is pretty crucial because it's like, you want, you know, like maybe y'all are similar, maybe similar body type, maybe similar mindset, whatever. Um, you can kind of emulate their advice versus like trying to take all advice that's going to cancel out to fucking zero at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Like you should be pescatarian, you should be vegetarian, you should be carnivore, this and that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's kind of kind of my take on it. Yeah, like I have yeah. some people I follow. and uh, yeah. yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, have you always been in the MMA or do you get nah. into it recently?
2: Nah, I think I started getting into it in um, 2020.
1: 2020. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I said, well, getting into it, like... Like watching UFC Your Strike yeah. for 2020
2: 2020 I started watching Me and my roommate Reyes Shout out Reyes uh, You know That was really The only thing going on bro Was what mm-hmm. Fight Island Yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Is that what it was called man? Yeah Fight yeah, Island Yeah Fight, Fight, Island. Island. Fight cool. Island Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Man dude Fucking time flew bro It's almost yeah. 2024 Re-election Yeah mm. um, Yeah yeah No that's when I got into it bro
1: Got into it Okay yeah Cause uh, I've always been yeah. into it But okay. you said you wanted to uh, Start rolling mm. it, You yeah. wanna do regular jiu-jitsu Or Brazilian jiu-jitsu Uh, so I've dabbled in
2: BJJ before. Uh That's really the only one I'm, I'm super privy to. Um, but I, I like the, uh, ability to like, kind of, you know, defend yourself. Mm -hmm. But above all, in addition to like the physical component, all those dudes are pretty, like in pretty good shape. Um, I love the mental philosophy around it. You know what I mean? Um, it's something about getting choked out and like, you know, tapping, like humbles your ego. And it Mm -hmm. also like, um, makes you realize like, damn, bro, I didn't. I didn't die today, like I didn't lose oxygen, like yeah. whatever the fuck else is going on. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so it, that's uh,
1: the appeal. I, I used to way back when, but it's fun. I mean, it's it's eh. it's a different it's a different uh, type of workout. It's where'd, a different. Where you go? Uh, this was a long time ago. It's called John's Gym. It was in Cedar Park. Cedar Park. Um, but there's a there's a good place that I can recommend you. One of uh, our close people we work with is called Black Widow MMA Mm -hmm. and it's for, since you live right here, it's right down the street. It's on uh, metric. Um, so it's not too far from here. And, uh, they actually one of the coaches there. Um, his name is Taz. He's like Mm -hmm. eighth in the world or something like that. Um, and he, he's a coach there. (laughs) Um, thank you. And, uh, one of our homies actually started going there and, uh, he f- got into training. We well, got to training a while ago, maybe like 2021. 20, yeah, when he was uh when he was in Cali. In Cali in San Diego, he was going uh down down to he Rosarito, to in Tijuana oh, yeah, to, to train. there. Yeah. But he came back and he was trying to find a gym, but he went there. Now, um do you know Gordon Ryan? Yeah. And he, they he lives here. I didn't which I didn't know that until yeah, he told bro, me. Yeah, a lot of fucking BJJ um, goats. Yeah, they all city. like go to this one gym. Yeah. It's in Cedar Park right now, I think, but they're moving it. But is it he, Tenth Planet? No, it's not. That's it. That's their own gym. Oh, like okay, they don't. Correct. Yeah. Right, gotcha. Um. But he was. He had a competition, and he's a white belt, okay. and he went up against uh, a brown belt, and that is another coach at another uh, school, and like the guy struggled with my friend, and um. Oh shit. The one of the coaches over there at uh at that gym was like, "Who's this guy that I heard of?" and now he like goes on the weekends and trains at the gym with like Gordon Ryan and all them oh word yeah that's a white belt yeah
2: yeah is he just like really talented at it or does he picked it up quick or? uh
1: I think both um yeah. he's very he's a guy that's very uh has a very good work ethic and like no matter what he does and if he tells you he's gonna do something you're gonna do it and yeah. he's gonna find a way to do it um and I think that's what it was he just busted his ass and worked hard yeah. and he's pays attention to detail very well so and he like if you tell him to do something whatever you told him he's gonna do it
2: yeah that's crucial and bjj there's so many like intricacies on the ground yeah so it's it's
1: it's been fun but yeah Yeah. uh black widow mma check them out yeah um it's it's a great place very very family oriented i would say yeah a great group of people and if you want to compete that's what they do there too they have people compete if you just want to roll and just train, you can do that as well.
2: That's the part that's like uh, intriguing to me about like MMA is the opportunity to to compete. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can compete hooping or playing soccer, but it's like, it, you know, people try to fight and shit, and mm. it, it's like not that serious. But like there, like in BJJ, it's like a more, yeah, you might have some of that like trying to like testosterone flowing, but for the most part, it's it seems more like controlled environment yeah respect like that
1: yeah tradition. Uh, it just, i mean anywhere any competitive scene that you're temperance are going to flare here yeah. and there like it's just you're competing at the end of the day so it's like yeah. you always want to make yourself seem better than mm. the other person
2: no doubt no mm. doubt
1: but yeah, yeah i mean dude. hope you do it it's fun it, it's it's fun gonna it's have to do it. yeah it's it's so it's a different type of workout. It's a different type of strength. Yeah. A different type of strong. Um, but it like it is nice mentally. The only reason I stopped doing it is because at the time, it, I, probably now since we do this, I'm still gonna do it because of money wise, but it's just expensive. It is, bro. It's expensive, it but like it is your gym. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you are like you're paying because there is weights there, and like you are still getting a workout in, mm-hmm. but you're also like getting. Coach from someone, mm-hmm. yeah. so like that's the other things. Like, I if like you do personal training, yeah. like it's going to be the same price, but like mm-hmm. that's your quote unquote personal trainer. Mm-hmm. But you still got like Your cardio mm-hmm. in, you still get your like weightlifting in, no and doubt.
2: it's uh, it's also a community, you know, yeah, you yeah. Roll with those guys, yeah. You, you get to know them, you talk, mm-hmm. your coach, it's a brotherhood, it's, uh, yeah, no, that that community aspect feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I enjoy about like Squatch for example, they do their like group workouts, they mm-hmm. do their men's workout every other Friday, and mm-hmm. I feel like that, that like you, you can work out anywhere, but. Having that sense of community is like really what sets it apart from like, you know, like a different another like commercial gym, mm-hmm. so to speak. But uh yeah, man, no twenty twenty is when I like got into it more. I'm a big fan now. Like watched uh, Alex Pajeda this past weekend, mm-hmm. dope fight against Jiri. That mm-hmm. was a great stylistic matchup. Mm-hmm. Um That was that yeah. was
1: crazy. It was intense. Yeah, no. it was intense.
2: That shit sure was who did you have going into it?
1: Um, I had Alex just because Yuri was just off for so long. Um okay. I thought the fight was stopped a little early.
2: Okay. Um, you think Jerry was just being nice when he said he was out cold when they called it?
1: I think so really? because it didn't really look like he was like he got rocked and then he went straight into covering and then as soon as like the ref like took him off like he went to go grab the legs as to grapple yeah. but then he realized it was a ref so was like oh the fight's done mm-hmm. like he called it so I think it was a little early. Um,
2: but what a guy though if he like. Just wanted to be nice and lied about it, like "oh, I was out."
1: He, I mean, they, Cause they said. Cause he was so to be a this good is sport. the thing. I'm, um, I mean, my guy was Conor McGregor. Um, I Me mean, too. I'm still a fan of him. I'm still a fan yeah. of him, but like, I'm not a real like a, a biased fan anymore. So like, I think he's done. I've thought he's done for a while. I don't okay. think he should fight anymore. There's no, <laughs> yeah. There's no reason. There's no reason yeah. for him to fight anymore. There really isn't. So I don't yeah. think he he should. And um. But, like, um, he's one of the, I guess, the few people where I'm, like, I go against what I say, but, like, I don't like, not that I don't like Izzy and not that I don't think Izzy's good, but he talks too much, and then his last fights have just been boring or, like, not what they should be, and I thought he needed to lose, Um, and it kind of annoys me that he beat Alex and now like is running away from Alex even though Alex like not running away but like doesn't want to fight him he's like yeah. i closed the chapter in my life it's done and whatever but i'm like the dude beat you 3 times bro like you're not even yeah. going to give him like a time of day to give him a so rematch it's like that's
2: to be fair like he won like fucking what like 14 out of 16 rounds against him or something but he's been knocked out by him 3 yeah. times you know yeah it's fucking crazy yeah um, but, but i mean
1: that's part of like fighting but i just yeah. um People like that, like people like Yuri, people like Alex, um, people like, I love Islam, Um yeah, people Islam like Islam, people is like Charles, serious. people who don't talk and carry themselves. um, I, I feel like Charles those too. are, those are like the yeah. real champions and they're champions for a reason. Volk. Um, yeah. Volk. Yeah, yeah. Like Volk they don't, they don't call people out. They don't know trash talk anybody. I like fuck with when, trash it's, talk though. Well, when it's like, obviously when you're like going like into the fire to like competing like media day and all that. Yeah. You're going to trash talk. Yeah. But like. Leading up to it, like they don't like go call people out and be like, oh, he sucks. I want to fight on all this and that. Um, <laughs> well, but like at the end of the at the end of the fight, they're like, hey, it was a good fight. Whatever, whatever. It's all respect. Yeah. And the people who stay quiet are just, in my opinion, the ones who typically hold the belt the longest. Yeah. And so that's that's. Nah,
2: I mean. So I didn't follow UFC as heavily before 2020, but who I did follow heavily was Conor McGregor. And because his, like, ascent from plumber, you know, doing something he hated, uh, you know, not making any money, being broke, uh, to becoming the most famous UFC fighter ever and, like, eclipsing the UFC and taking it to, like, new heights. Mm -hmm. I love that underdog story. Yeah. Yeah. so because of that, I, I'd, I'd watch a lot of his videos, you know, like mm-hmm. Doubt Me Now, mm-hmm. um, like his his movie from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like that was an inspiring story in terms of like, you know, you believe you could do something and you manifest it and you don't, you don't only say it, but you put in the work every day to one day get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of like you guys with this, right? And, and me with, with, with my endeavors with the podcast and stuff, it's like. You believe you're you're you have that capability, that mm-hmm. potential, You you put in the work to get there. So that's why I was fucked with McGregor. Mm-hmm. I know he's not like the perfect role model example in a lot of, especially in the <laughs> past two years. Um, but you know, the, uh. if if you if you take certain elements of that, you know, uh McGregor mentality, there's a lot of good you, you can take from it for sure. Yeah. Um I do think certain fighters have like that crazy fucking Ability to like inspire like a Mike Tyson like if you listen to Mike talk about like the art of war mm-hmm. and like the ego like it's 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 great shit you mm-hmm. know what I mean but yeah
1: for sure yeah um it's crazy to think that he almost quit when yeah. he was uh back in Ireland when he yeah. was fighting training mm-hmm. um obviously the UFC's the mecca of fighting and he wanted to fight in the UFC but they just wouldn't give him a call give him a call give him a call and one week he just Stop showing up because he didn't get the call from UFC. He was like, "I'm I'm done. Like I don't want to do this anymore. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be here. And I'm, I'm done with fighting." And then John kept calling him, like trying to get him to come back. And then yeah. in the middle of it, UFC called John and was like, "Hey." And then he called Connor and yeah, Connor went God back to called, training. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. Now John was a fucking goat coach too. Yeah, um, he's great. Nah, that, that reminds me of like a, one of my favorite sayings, too of life is like. Um, there's a thin line between failure and success. There's a thin line between um, like uh, genius and madness, right? Mm-hmm. But like you, you think of like Alvin Kamara, for example, uh, he was at JUCO. He took I think it was like two winter master classes. Mm-hmm. He had he almost failed that shit. He had to pass mm-hmm. to maintain his eligibility to be able to play. And from there, he transfers to Tennessee, mm-hmm. balls the fuck out, mm-hmm. goes to New Orleans Saints, becomes one of the best running backs in recent memory. Mm-hmm. It's like that dude was so close to not getting through the crack of mm-hmm. Juco. Uh, Cam Newton, right here in Texas, Blinn College, mm-hmm. Juco, balled out, mm-hmm. won the Juco national title. Where was it? Auburn after that? Yeah, right. it Auburn. Auburn. Auburn, you know. balls out, won wins and tab- goes to the NFL, wins MVP. It's like, it's these fucking moments, man, where... Man, people come so close to failing, like it's that thin line, mm-hmm. bro, um, or like myself, like in you know community college, almost not making it to UT, or like you know all these moments where it could have gone or should have gone wrong, but you you push through. That's what I always try to remind myself of. Or like, have you have y'all read like a uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight? Yeah, yeah, great fucking yeah. book. Every day, like all the times that shit almost went yeah, wrong, like we're fire. fifty thousand dollars short. Like where yeah. are we gonna get? Like you know where. Yeah. We're getting Fire. sued. How are we gonna survive it? Like, yeah. It's like everything can and will go wrong. And how do you uh maintain your belief in, mm-hmm. in your dream to persevere? So I, mm-hmm. I love those stories though, of like that thin line and you you fucking push through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's that's part of life, man. Life's a roller coaster. It's meant for you to have the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. Mm-hmm. It's just how you respond to them is who makes you who you are. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the key. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. I don't yeah. know if you have anything else. I mean, this was dope. It was, yeah, it was a pleasure fire. meeting you. Um, I mean, you've talked to him when you talk to me, but just I always like to when people first come in. I always like to like listen to y'all's conversations. Okay. Um, just because I, I I listen and like oh sometimes I get questions. Um, but y'all have like known each other longer so to say than like we've known each other. Um, so I just let I just let y'all talk and do y'all's thing and then um. See what kind of vibe we're on, and then just go from there. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a pleasure meeting you. I mean, it, it was a dope conversation. I mean, you have your own podcast. If you ever um, need guest or one guest, I mean, I'm available. He's available. We're both exactly, available. Yeah, um, yeah. and we're we're always always available. Jump on yours, and and mm-hmm. hopefully this isn't the last time you're on ours. Because I mean, I I genuinely love our conversation. So yeah, um, appreciate you uh, for coming on. Yeah, the combo was amazing.
0: Um, super excited just to connect with you outside of this. You know. Have a lot of similar interests, are working out, you know. You you go to a lot of good food spots too. Like I'm into all that type of stuff. So Hell definitely, yeah. like if you ever, if you, if you, if you ever yeah. need people to hang out with or do
1: something with, yeah. like I mean, you're a cowboy, fan and a, fan. You know? a cowboy yeah. fan and a Longhorn <laughs> yeah. fan. I'm a cowboy fan and a Longhorn fan. Watch so. sports, we'll yeah. Set it up. I mean, yeah. have it right there. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's it's a pleasure to get connected with you boys and and uh, talk talk on a deeper level with you guys and really respect what y'all are building here. This is fucking sick. Um, I know it'll continue to grow um, over over the course of time and, yep. and happy to have been a part of it today and keep that relationship going mm-hmm. in the future. Um, man, I thought like I was gonna say one other thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely we'll we'll stay in touch about, you know, my podcast and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I can help you guys out, like please yeah let me know, you know, rising tides, lift all boats and uh, mm-hmm. now we'll we'll both do big things together and uh, yeah, y'all keep, y'all keep influencing the culture here in Austin, for sure. Man, that's yeah, that's man. the you plan. Too. But likewise, you too, too if you need
1: anything, let us know. Any gear to get, or if you just need any ideas, or whatever, whatever. the case is. Yeah. Um, any yeah. guests that you want to have on, just let us know, and we'll, we'll help yeah, out as we'll best as we can. Likewise. Yeah. likewise. Yep, yep. Hell yeah. Um, they can follow, find you everywhere at?
2: Uh, Real Smart Alec on Instagram. Um, if you just Google Smart Alec Show, YouTube. Uh, should pop up, available on all audio platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon Music, anything, you name it. Um, the Smart Alex Show. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, figuring some life stuff out and, and no some doubt. stuff with the show. But uh, definitely going to come back w- with a with a bang, with some fury. Um, definitely going to start posting more short-form content Yeah. on all social media platforms as well as... Uh, um, continuing the long form conversations on all audio platforms mm-hmm. and YouTube. Um, I've seen you guys get, you guys also do video on Spotify as well. So that's, yeah, that yeah, works, but think, uh,
1: yeah ever since they changed it. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify bought anchor. Yeah. yeah. Ever since they bought anchor. Cause we used to load up our spot, our audio to Spotify. to mm-hmm. I mean to anchor to branch it out everywhere but now of, it, yeah, it's a Spotify anchor and it's a video now so it's dope yeah no it's yeah.
2: dope I gotta we'll definitely connect more offline about yeah. all the logistical yeah. components yes, back end yes, components but uh, yeah, yeah yeah also you can follow me on LinkedIn too I post a lot of uh, just yeah. career content like you know uh, so, like self development type content on there uh, relevant to like marketing, uh, sales, um, like leadership and uh, the sports space, but uh, yeah, pleasure yes, to connect. Sir. You yes, guys. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll have all of his stuff down below. Make sure y'all go get, uh, give him a like, give him a follow, go check him out on his shows. Um, but that'll do it from your boys over here at Opinionated. We'll catch y'all guys next time. Peace. Peace.